my dear friend uh, Pete King. Peter, good morning. How are you? Sid, great to be with you. Let me just say, one of the best things about being on Wednesday is uh, following Frank Stiller. What a great patriot he is. He's just a, a great American, great New Yorker. He is, and and uh, and look what you did all these years. You know, Riley was telling me that he, him and his daughter actually went to see John Stewart last Friday night at Westbury Music Theater. And uh, I don't have a lot of use for John Stewart. I just don't. He seems like a nice enough guy, but I, I hate his politics, and he's just okay funny. But uh, he did a great job with you and talking about Frank Siller and 9-11. That money keeps coming into these victims. Is there, is there like 100 years now, Peter, something like that? Yeah, we've we worked that out because it turns out when we first uh, came up with the bill and it took a lot of fighting to get it through, we got the best estimates as to what the, you know, the ultimate health care cost would be. We had no idea that so many people 10, 15 years, 20 years after 9-11 would be coming down with 9-11-related illnesses, mainly blood cancers and other uh, illnesses like that. So yeah, the cost can be catastrophic. So that's why we now have a guarantee. I think it's 99 or 100 years out. Yeah. Wow. And 9-11 remains a topic of conversation on the floor today. I, I'm not sure if you heard this, but uh, your guy, you're his mentor, Anthony Diaz-Pazito, who I like a lot. Not a little, Pete, a lot. But I beat him up pretty good this morning because whether it's him or Nancy Mace or Matt Gates, all of them need to stop. Just vote in Jordan, stop the nonsense. Well, listen, Long Islanders, uh, the salt tax, and blah, 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 9-11, and, and I get all that. I'm not saying that stuff's not important. What I'm saying is right now it's more important to have some stability and get a good American politician like Jim Jordan in that seat. We cannot afford to go another day without a Speaker of the House because the longer we do, the closer we get to a guy like Hakeem Jeffries becoming that guy, and I don't want that. So I beat up Anthony a little bit this morning, but but he was poised. He made some good points. Your three guys on Long Island who all voted down Jordan, Garbarino, Lolita, and Anthony are set to meet with Jim Jordan again this morning, and I do believe they'll vote yes coming up at noon. What about you? I support what Anthony is doing 100%, and I'm not his mentor. He's a friend. Uh, I've known him for many years. He's doing a great job. Anthony takes advice from a lot of people, but he's his own man in the end. No, I think he's doing exactly the right thing. I don't think we can pass it over that quickly. I mean, Jim Jordan has voted against 9-11 aid. And now we're, we're worried about terrorists coming in, and we're talking about uh, how important it is for the police and the firefighters to have everything they need. It's important that they get an understanding from Jim Jordan that when there's any future votes involving 9-11 or anything else related to supporting the police and firefighters here in New York, that he's going to be with us. Otherwise, it could be another catastrophe coming down. Also, he is a pattern of voting against New York. He strongly opposed aid to after Sandy, aid to New York. So it's, I think it's important for them at this time, if it takes an extra day or two, to get those. And, you know, this isn't petty uh, parochial politics. This involves the future of Long Island, the future of New York, and in many, you know, many ways the future of America. Also, I think they want some guarantees uh, that he's not going to allow the Matt Gates of the world to be you know, uh, the determinants when it comes to which way we're going to go on different okay. policies. No. But other than that, and listen, Gisbizito, uh, Garbarino, Loda, I know them well. Uh, coming from New York and Long Island, you don't let personalities get in the way. You know, we're used to dealing with people you don't like. I deal with you all the time. You deal with me. <laughs> no, we don't like each other. No, but seriously, I mean, that, you know, with those guys, it's not personalities, believe me. It's not pettiness. They really want to take advantage of this moment to protect New York as we go forward. All right, so if you were in that chamber yesterday, you would have voted like your Long Island buddy said no. You would have voted no. I would have voted no, yeah. Okay, so let me, let me get to this. Because you make excellent points, and so did Anthony. But you do realize 
that the country has no appetite for this. We don't care. We don't care. I actually uh, decided not to bring Nancy Mace back on because I'm tired of talking about this. And you also realize, Pete, that while the Democrats are destroying this country, and only a Democrat would deny that, while they are destroying this country, at least they do it together. The Republicans look like a bunch of arguing fools. They do. There's no connection. They fight over everything. So don't you think for the good of the party and for the good of the country, all people want to see on the news right now is destroy Hamas, not a bunch of children yelling and screaming in Washington, D.C. You know that's a perception, right? It's a perception. I mean, it's the wrong perception. I think it's important, uh, certainly for us living in New York, I went through a 9-11, that we know we, uh, that we will be protected going forward. That's, that's not petty. That's not something that's a, a minor league. That's, that's a serious, serious issue for our life and survival. So uh, I, I, I understand what they're doing. I can assure you there's nothing personal or petty about this. They feel very strongly about it. Listen, I saw how tough it was to get the 9-11 aid through in the first place. But uh, the family compensation and for the health care, we had to fight tooth and nail. On the Sandy aid, after they gave 50, 60, 70 billion dollars uh, to every other hurricane that ever came along, and they were giving almost nothing to New York. So these are important issues to get resolved. If it takes an extra day or two, it should be done. You know, people may think it's petty, but then if something comes along in the future and suddenly we're not getting the you know, 9-11 type aid we need, is how come these guys voted them in in the first place? So I think it's important that they get those insurances. Okay. Listen, they, they stood with McCarthy, and they, uh, you know, they stood with Scalise, and uh, so I think they feel it's important to get these guarantees. Steve Scalise was a phenomenal help when it came to 9-11. And again, you talk about John Stewart. John Stewart's a real left-wing guy. But Scalise sat down with him. He sat down with the two of us, and he was able to form those type alliances while still being a very strong conservative. You know, i got to give you credit here, Peter. The, uh, the last two weeks since these horrific attacks on Israel, just about every New Yorker I speak to, even some Democrats, are ready, willing, and able to admit that they believe we're next. There's way too many people that have crossed this border illegally. And I'm not even talking about the 100,000 we know about. I'm talking about the gotaways, the sneak-ins, whatever moniker you give them. There's a lot of folks here. And if you don't think a percentage of those folks want to kill us, you're stupid, okay? But i got to give you credit because months ago, before all this, there was some meeting, I guess, in Congress, and you went down to D.C., and everybody was talking about Ukraine, Russia, and the very real possibility of China, Taiwan, and what's going on in Africa. All, all horrible stuff, mind you. 600,000 Ukrainians have died. But you said, well, hold on a second, folks. 9-11. I know we're 22 years removed, but it ain't over. There are people today, today, looking for the next big hit. And now, after this Israel attack... Most New Yorkers feel like it's imminent, not a matter of if, but when. And you talked about this months ago, so credit to you. Yes, even before we had this massive amount of migrants coming in, illegal immigrants coming into the country, and there's no doubt, I mean, there's people on the terror watch list that we know about, there's others, there's no doubt there's more coming in. But even before that, forgetting all the illegal migrants, we know that Hezbollah has operatives here in this country. We know that Hamas has supporters here in the country. And that uh, we, could, we are very vulnerable unless we constantly stay on top of it. That's why all this talk about cutting back on the police, cutting back on the counterterrorism units. It's essential we have them. And it's more, much more important now with the open borders we have. I mean, uh, it's, uh, it, we are the number one terrorist target in the world. And we have to be 100 percent 
right all the time. I mean, when Ray Kelly, he set up the most comprehensive counterterrorism force in the, in the country. It was basically as good as the CIA and the FBI combined. What he did, that was kept in place by Bill Bratton. We have to make sure that we – and then after the whole George Floyd thing, and you saw you know, police funding being cut back, that necessarily has to weaken our counterterrorism forces. Now, having said that, the NYPD is great. Deputy Commissioner Weiner, Ray Kelly brought her in originally. She's going to do an outstanding job. But we cannot let our guard down, and that's all the more reason why we have to secure the border. We have to stop it. And all this talk about, you know, one way to uh, make the situation better is to get work visas for the people who come in here illegally. That's just an enticement for more to come in and to, you know, find good housing for them and to uh, speed up the process. That, that, to me, is madness. We have to seal that border. We have to do all we can to stop more illegal migrants from coming into this country. And we have to realize the terror threat is there. And all the years that were spent suing the NYPD, uh, talking about the CIA torturing people, all of this stuff is madness. We have to have a firm uh, force all the time. Remember, you know, you and I can talk. We can go to King Umberto's. We can go to Godzilla's. <laughs> but the fact is that Hamas and ISIS and Al-Qaeda, Hezbollah, they spend 24-7 trying to find ways to attack New York, constantly probing, constantly looking. And now, seeing what happened in Israel, who has the great intelligence forces, how they were overcome and overwhelmed by it. We cannot let our guard down. We have to stay on offense, and that includes doing whatever we can to crush Hamas. And, you know, I said this yesterday. I don't want to sound like I'm heartless, but we can't allow the hostages to become the center of this debate. Listen, if it was my children, my grandchildren, I'd say do whatever you have to do, get them back, pay billions of dollars in ransom, all of that. That's the way you feel when it's your family. But if you're the head of the country, whether it's Israel or the United States, you have to put the country first. Well, he is. 